listening to a collection of interviews conducted on arts and culture on The Morning Mixtape with your host, Nicole DiDonato. Listen live every Tuesday morning at 9.15am on CGRU 1280am in Toronto or stream it online at CGRU.ca. Welcome to Arts and Culture on the Morning Mixtape. I'm your host, Nicole DiDonato. Today on the show, I'll be playing a conversation I had with La Riche, an alternative pop singer-songwriter from Porto Basque's Newfoundland and Labrador. His passion for music stemmed from an early age, and he has since pushed to explore every boundary of his musical limitations. While the guitar has and always will be La Riche's forte, he has experimented with the piano, bass, and drums, and eventually discovered his joy for singing and songwriting. With a heart full of song, LaRiche's goal is to continue learning, connecting, and sharing all of life's experiences through soulful melodies. LaRiche will be releasing his debut EP, Xtreamer, at the end of November. He will also be performing at the Cameron House on October 20th. In the interview, we talked about his songwriting, his new EP, as well as his upcoming show in Toronto. Let's take a listen. Hey, how's it going? Hello, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Excellent, thanks for calling. No problem, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, to begin, I wanted to start by talking a bit about you. So, I was wondering, um, what was your first introduction to music? Probably before I can remember, um, well, definitely before I can remember, there are photos of me when I'm just walking and I already have a guitar on. Uh, I think I was always interested in music even before I knew it. Right, that's amazing. I love that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I was also wondering, too, um, what made you decide that you wanted to pursue a career as a singer-songwriter? I think I sort of always just came up playing and I wasn't always sort I wasn't always a singer songwriter for sure uh I was always listening to music never endingly like every day I I still do but as soon as I uh started really getting into playing guitar more which was my first instrument and listening to more music and playing in bands and everything and it was just sort of the only path I saw I should take I guess <laughs> Right, yeah, and you're so good at it. We'll talk a bit about um, some of the songs that you currently have out, but um, yeah, I'm a huge fan of your work. You, you're you a great songwriter, you have a wonderful voice, and your music is just so catchy and like it's so nice to listen to it, so um, I think you definitely picked a good kind of career path. Um, yeah, and I, was al- I also know that you're from Newfoundland and Labrador, so um, what is the music scene like there, and how has it kind of influenced the type of music that you create? Uh, it's pretty small. Port of Ask is only about four or five thousand people. Um, when I was growing up there, um, there was only the way it worked. There would be like four or five bands on the go at once, and members of the bands, where it was such a small community, would sort of rotate. So, like these bands would sort of come and go over the years, but it was always sort of the same small clique of people. But it was a lot of. Um, traditional music and stuff like amongst the older population um and the younger crowd like my generation and stuff and maybe the generation of just above me there was a lot of like where there was such a strong like traditional background there was a lot of sort of i guess rebelling in a way like musically i guess because there wasn't much to do out there so there was a lot of like you know rock bands and a lot of like just cover bands like people doing stuff for fun like 
Billy Talent and like just stuff like that, like stuff that, you know, was only going to catch the attention of the younger crowd and piss the older crowd off kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was always, um, yeah, like, so there was a lot of like contemporary music and, and like modern music um, from my time and like stuff like that. But there was all, also um, a lot of like much older traditional music from the older generations too. So I sort of, I don't know, landed somewhere in the middle, I guess. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, I can't even imagine. I mean, yeah, like growing up in a small town like that and then, yeah, kind of trying to find your own musical voice in that. Like you said, even though there is like the traditional music from older generations and the new stuff as well. So, yeah, that's a super cool thing. And I think um, it's really unique, too, to be growing up in a small town where there's few bands and um, kind of getting to create a name for yourself out there, um, which is really awesome. And uh, and now here you are today, which is which is super cool. Um and yeah, with that being said, I was wondering, how would you describe your sound? I think that's a tricky question because because the sound, um, you know, song to song will probably vary a lot um, depending on on the mood, you know, of me and the, and the music and things like that. Um, I really like to be mixing it up in terms of instrumentation and, uh, you know, song form and basically every way I, I can and production-wise as well. But when it comes down to it, I think the sound is a lot of vocals, um, <laughs> like a lot of words most of the time. There always has to be something um, about it, you know, like there has to be um, sort of a payoff for the listener, both lyrically and musically, I think. Um, so whether that be like, you know, um, a resolution in the lyrics or there has to be something unique musically happening, like, you know, a, a, a guitar part or a bunch of background vocals or just something always something cool to kind of catch the ear you know but never never outdoing it um and i and i sort of love to do that all by myself as well which is always the backbone of all the songs before we add any other instruments in the recording it's always just me with a guitar that's uh how i love to play that's how i'm going to be playing my next show just me and a guitar and all the songs sort of break down to that it's very important to me that they you know, as as many different things that you can add to it, it always needs to be able to be broken down. You know, it needs to be, uh, uh, like the song needs to be able to stand on its own two feet, so to speak. Yeah, and I think you do such an amazing job of that because, you know, at the end of the day, your songs are... Um like they're they're big enough in and of themselves because of the lyrics like the lyrics just really draw you in and the music is um it's really cool because you have a lot of different upbeat songs and slower tracks on the new ep that we'll talk about in a bit but um at the end of the day like the lyrics are just so powerful that i feel like um the fact that it kind of goes back to you and the guitar is is just a really cool thing because it really has this intimate emotional experience for the listener um which i think is really cool and i think is one of a really like a really strong part of your music and your brand um which is super cool so yeah that's really cool to hear and um yeah with that being said i was wondering if you could tell me a bit about your songwriting process and um where you tend to get inspiration from for your songs inspiration i find often like 60% of the songs probably have come from things people have said to me or things I've overheard people saying or things I've overheard myself saying to someone, you know what I mean? Like things off the cuff that people don't realize carry so much weight, you know? Um, when yeah. I'm writing, um, words especially, well, particularly, 
I like to make sure that every word is important. You know, don't say anything that you don't need to say. When it comes to the music, I try to do the same thing. Um, I might spend weeks working on like a little tiny, tiny guitar part, and then in the end, like strip it all down to two chords. And that being said, I've written a song in an hour, and I've written a song in two years. So the process is sort of all over the place for me um, lot in a lot of ways. But it almost always starts out with either like a lyric, like a solid one lyric, like, well, write that down, that's going to be the center of a song, you know what I mean? That kind of a lyric. Or like a guitar part that it's like, okay, well, that's that's definitely a guitar part for a song, so I'll start from there, you know what I mean? Like, right. for me, it's sort of, it can, co- it can, it can, whatever is in front of me, however, you know, whatever comes out at the moment, that's how I'll begin to write it and sort of take, take form from there. Um, but I mostly write on the guitar. Um, sort of just at home on my couch, you know? <laughs> yeah. I know. I like your point too about how um, you don't say anything that doesn't have to be said. I think that that's such an important thing because at the end of the day, songs really are um, like they aren't that long, right? Like I'm sure like most songs range around like three, three, like three and a half minutes, four minutes maybe. Um, so I feel like, yeah, you really have to kind of say what you want to say in a really like poetic and like straightforward way. You know what I mean? And I think you do an amazing job of that. And um yeah, I, like I really do love your songwriting. I feel like, um, like I said before, it's it really does cr- like create this emotional response in the listener, and um, it's so easy to connect to and relate to because everything is just so clearly said and so um, nicely worded too. So it's a really cool experience, and it's it's kind of interesting to hear your process and um, where that inspiration comes from. Um, yeah, and so next I wanted to talk about um, your debut EP, Xtreamer. So uh, this is being released at the end of November, so we still have a bit of time to wait, but um, I was wondering, how are you feeling about this EP um, finally coming out and having people hear it? I am super-duper excited, <laughs> um, for lack of better words. I I can't wait. Um, the first two singles have gotten an amazing response, an overwhelming response, and... Um, we're releasing a, a video for the second single, River Runs, in a couple of weeks, which I'm also really, really excited about. That was, I, we went down to New York and shot a video for that, and that was super-duper exciting. And the album's coming out, as you said, the end of November, and I just can't wait for everybody to hear the rest of the songs. Um, I think it's going to take people for a ride if they listen to the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, I know. It, it's an amazing, amazing EP. I've heard some of the songs off of it, um, other than the two singles, and it's it's amazing. I mean, there's a great mix of upbeat songs, slower tracks, um, and everything in between. It's just this really great piece of work, and um, I'm excited for everyone else to hear it as well. It's, it's really well done. Um, and yeah, and every all the songs are very well written. You have such a great voice, great music as well to accompany the lyrics. Um, just overall, really strong. And um, I was wondering if there's a certain message or idea that you hope people take away from the EP. Keep dreaming. I love that. That's it. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Um, yeah, no, that's that's amazing. I mean, so many so many great songs. I know there's a song too on the EP, is it called Dreamers? Is that what, I know there's one song that has dream in it, which is kind of cool too. Um, but yeah. yeah, keep dreaming. Cool. That's, that's a really cool message. I love that. Yeah. And now I want to talk a bit about some of the songs on the EP. So the first one I want to talk about is your single Undercovers. So I love this song. It's amazing. Can't stop playing it. Um, and I was wondering if you could tell me more about this song. Uh, that song sort of 
that that's an example of one that just sort of fell out of my pocket. Um, I think I wrote that in like two days. Like I wrote the guitar part and like the first, like the most, like every, basically the whole song except like the second verse of it or something like the last half of it. Um, and I think I wrote that the next day. But that one uh, I wrote right after my girlfriend and I had our first like massive fight. And we, we were together for a long time at this point. We'd never had a big fight. And then we had a big fight. And we sort of came to like this this crossroads, and we we're like, now we're fighting. What are we gonna, you know, how are we gonna, what are we gonna do? Like, uh, everything has changed, you know what I mean? And in a way, like when you when your relationship just reaches a different level, you know, right. over time. So we were fighting, and neither of us knew how to deal with it at the time. We didn't know how to deal with each other in this new sort of light, and that song was just me sort of saying to her like let's like you know let's just figure this out let's go back to you know before we were fighting and remember what where we were then and what we were thinking then and how we felt then and let's hold on to that and I played it for her and I didn't know if she was going to punch me in the face <laughs> or what <laughs> but she didn't and yeah Good. <laughs> oh, that's that's a that's an interesting story. I mean, I love that, and I think it, that's a really kind of like universal um, message too, almost where you know when you're in a relationship, like relationships take work, and it's important to remember like the good times and to kind of work out those kinks in the relationship, right? So I think that's kind of something that everyone can relate to, whether um, it's like a romantic relationship or a friendship um, or a relationship with a family member. I think that that's just such a cool um, and universal idea and message too so I think that's probably another reason why the song is so um is so great and so well received by people is because it has such a great um like you're able to connect to people through it and um yeah the music video was really cool too and it kind of I guess shows kind of what you were talking about with um your relationship um because it's also about a couple and I guess either they broke up or um they're having some issues so I was wondering if you could tell me more about the music video and where that concept came from yeah the video is pretty crazy um, so that was directed, oh, I'm going to forget her last name now, but, um, a darling from, well, she, she's based out of New York right now. Her name is Charlotte. She's an amazing, uh, director and photographer and, and million things. And, uh, we actually found her. We got in touch with her through Instagram and she, we were interested in sort of collaborating with her and cause we loved some of her artwork and, and different things that she had, she had put up online. And she sort of, so we pitched her this idea, I mean, of, of uh, not the idea, just a song, and said, you know, what would you, if you were going to shoot a video for this, how, how, you know, how does the song make you feel? And, you know, how would the video look? And she took it into her own hands and, and came up with a really cool idea, and we just sort of said, okay, go for it, and went back and forth, you know, in the editing process and everything else, and came out with a pretty cool video, but... Yeah, the video itself is, I mean, it's super interesting and um, sort of exactly the way I like to write my songs in a way that they're totally open, open-ended open and universal and in a way open to interpretation. Like everybody can sort of see their own angle on it. And that's what I love about that video so much is because it's like, you know, you, you like the, the viewer has to take it, make a lot of guesses, you know, and sort of paint their own... Uh, story of, of what is happening in this video. 
So I think everybody sort of has their own spin on what is happening in that video with the couple in, in this apartment and the sort of weird objects and, and the sort of play of events. I think, uh, I think I don't want to say what I think it's about. I think I want people to just go see it and, and take what it, from they may. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I think it is a really cool video because like you said, yeah, there's people can interpret so many different things from it. And um, yeah, there's a lot of like cool and like weird parts where you're like, what does this mean? So I really like that, that it is kind of open for interpretation. Um, I think that that's some of the strongest like artistic work is when people can kind of take away what they um, like their own message from it, which is which is super cool. Um, but yeah, well done. And I'm super excited to see the music video for your other single as well, which you said is coming out in a few weeks. So um, that'll be super cool too. And um, and yeah, with that being said, I want to talk a bit about the second single, River Runs. So again, another great song. Um, and I was wondering what inspired this song and how did it all kind of come about? Uh, this song, um, actually... I never realized it until you've asked these questions in a row, but this song was also written in an afternoon. Um, the first time I actually ever met the the one of the producers from the EP, the guy who produced this song as well, and a couple other tracks on the record, the first time I ever met him, I went over to his house, and uh, we wrote this song with, with, another, with another friend of mine, Ben. So it was me, Ben Nudge, and an artist who goes by Nate J., um, so we co-wrote this song in an afternoon and it sort of came up. The idea was like, you just run into someone that you used to know and you're like, well, like it just hits you like a wave and you're like, well, that river runs deep as in, you know, and it can mean a million things, but it could mean like, well, we have such a past together or we have such a history together or we went through this together or we used to have this together or it could mean so many different things. Um, the chord progression instantly, Nate, Nate started playing that on the piano, I believe, and we switched over to guitar. And then we just got a, a kick drum playing through a speaker steadily, and which is sort of the vibe of the song. And we just sort of went from there. And I think when we wrote it, I think the three of us were coming from a different angle perspective-wise, but we were all on the same page in terms of the, the language we were using. So I think the song is very open-ended, uh, like like we were discussing earlier, in that regards. And yeah, the music. I mean, it it's it's sort of repetitive. It's 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 catchy. It's it's fun. You know, it's it's it may be the only song you'll ever see me play of mine that you'll catch me dancing to. I love that. <laughs> Amazing. I know it's it's a really it's a really great song, um, upbeat as well. And um, I think it's cool too because I read that this is um, one of your first co-writing experiences, and it seems like it was a good one. And it came out in an afternoon. Um, but yeah, what what was that like co-writing a song? Because I know, um, yeah, if you're used to like a certain process, like for yourself, like how was it kind of different working with two other people? Uh, co-writing can be. Uh, really fun and interesting and exciting and it can be terrifying. Um, it's really just a collaboration of, of artists and, you know, different people will play instruments and different people will have a pen in their hand literally writing down. And different people will walk around the room like a crazy person with a cup of coffee just like rambling words. And these roles can kind of alternate and, yeah, co-writing can be really tricky but it, it can also be where you know, some amazing things come out that could never come out of one person, which is why I love doing it. And especially, and I'm saying it again, 
um, you know, how I love to be universal and for people to kind of take their own perspectives on it. And I think co-writing with, uh, you know, like-minded people sort of makes that so much easier to do because like in this song, for example, like it can be taken like this person that you're running into that you have, that the river runs deep with. This could be anybody. This could be, you know, an old friend. It could be an old lover. It could be a stranger that you used to see in your hometown and now you see him on the other side of the world and you run into him and you're like, I don't even know your name, but we know each other. Mm-hmm. You know, it could it could be a lot of things. So, yeah, I think it might have been one of my favorite co-writes thus far and it was one of my first. It was just when I started doing co-writes with different people. So, And that was a big dive for me too to, to just to begin to do that. It was uh, terrifying <laughs> to sort of lay your heart out on the table with other people laying their hearts on the table and sort of compare hearts and talk about blood and guts, <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, what, that's what it feels like if everybody feels naked in the room. You know, it's pretty, it can be very revealing and difficult, but like I said, it's. It, I think it's a great way to yield uh, really cool art. Yeah, I love that where you said everyone's putting their heart on the table. I mean, I think that, yeah, it is a very vulnerable thing to do that because songwriting itself is a very vulnerable process where you are, you know, talking about feelings, talking about, you know, your fears, your desires. And I think that um, to be able to open yourself up like that to someone, um, to another artist, another songwriter is just such an amazing thing. And clearly, yeah, it worked really well for you um, with this song. And I think I really like the message of the song, too, of just how, you know, like the world really isn't like really isn't that big you know what I mean like you'll see people you know um like you said from your past um in weird situations or weird ways and then it kind of causes you to think back to those moments um so yeah it's it's a super cool idea as well and a very well done song um and yeah the final song yeah no problem and so yeah the final song that I want to talk about is your song on the album on the EP called Come Around. So, um yeah, I was wondering if you could tell me a bit about um the songwriting process for this song. This song um is sort of an outlier for me in that um it sort of came about in a different way than any other song I've ever written. So, this song was when I started working um with different people around Toronto, like songwriters and producers and stuff like this, someone brought me this little demo of what was, can't even remember how, how much of it it was. I think it was like the first couple lines and it was, I think, well, it was definitely in a different key. It had a totally different feel to it. It was more or less in a different like time signature. And I remember I, I sang it and it was like, well, and it didn't, it didn't feel right at all. And then it was like, I don't know, a year and a half later, me and uh, one of my producers, Ben, my buddy Ben Nudge, he was like, yo, what if we put a shuffle on it? What if we find a different key, put a shuffle on it, and just totally change it into a totally new song? So that's basically what we did. So, it, so this one is also a co-write, but I actually never even met uh, <laughs> the initial co-writers of it. But it sort of stemmed from this little, like, 30-second bit that we sort of uh, evolved and mutated into a Frankenstein of our own, which Mm -hmm. is that track. 
That's so interesting too. I mean, because yeah, it must be hard when you yeah get something like a thirty second demo or you know lyrics that someone else has written or um, like anything like that. I feel like it can be hard to make it your own. But I, I think it's so cool that um, you made this amazing song out of something that initially um, wasn't yours, and then you really did put your mark on it and um, made it your own song, which is super cool. And yeah, definitely one of my favorites on the EP. And um, yeah, it's cool that you kind of after a year and a half went back to it, revisited it, and um, were able to make it into something really awesome so great job with that um and yeah and to kind of um wrap up the discussion about the ep i was wondering um do you have a favorite song off the ep at the moment and if so what is it and why i think it would be the last track i think if we haven't changed the track list i don't remember but there's a track on the ep called briefcase full of booze and it was it's sort of a somber song that I wrote about this idea of an alternate universe. Like, I don't know if you've ever watched Community, and they have, like, the the worst universe or whatever. They have the, 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 the bad universe, <laughs> I can't remember. But basically, this universe that exists parallel where everything went wrong, and it's just a disaster. Um, so basically, this song is... That song, Briefcase Full of Booze, is my my fear of where I could have ended up at this point in my life had everything gone wrong. And I don't know, it's sort of a heavy song for me to, to play, and I hope it comes through in the recording too because we did it sort of in a raw way where it was just sort of a one-take in a, in a shed. Like, that's literally how we recorded it. It was one take in a shed. And... I don't know. For me, it really just rings home how fortunate I am in the things that I have in this life, you know, and it, it tries to, for me, it helps me try to not take things for granted. And I hope other people can, can listen to it and not sort of get the wrong idea that um, it's just sort of a sad song because it isn't. It's, it's supposed to just re- uh, resonate with the listener about where you could be that you're not, you know, so sort of just be thankful is basically the message, I guess. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, it's, it's so easy to take things for granted. And I, I listened to that song as well. It is very, it is a very raw song and it, it, it's a really cool um, kind of experience to listen to it because yeah, it does come off as a sad song, but um, I think explaining kind of what your intention when, was with it is, is super cool because um, yeah, I think that's an important message that you shouldn't take anything for granted and be thankful that you are where you are um, and just reflect on like the good things in your life, you know, like having a good family is such an important thing. Having good friends, um, good health, you know, success in your career or personal life is, is really important as well. So I think that's a super um, amazing message. And um, I think for you to open yourself up like that, too, is, is a really cool thing. Um, so, yeah, great job. And it, it's a great song. I can't wait for everyone else to um, hear that one as well. Um, yeah. And um, moving forward, I want to talk about your upcoming show at the Cameron House on October 20th. So I was wondering, what can people expect from your live show? So this show is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a little laid back. I'm only going to be playing with one other guitar player who's going to be accompanying me. His name's Jack. He's great. And we're opening up for Jeff Beadle uh, and his band. So well, I think it's sort of a small band arrangement. But nonetheless, um, I decided to keep it mainly acoustic 
just as an opener, just sort of to help set the stage. Not that Jack needs me to do that for him because he's really good. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, like we talked about in a lot of the the songs, it's I try to be just so honest and real when I when I play, and I like to tr- kind of set up the song a little bit and sort of get try to get everybody on the right page, like emotionally of where I was in the music. You know what I mean? So I I just really try to try to deliver like the most sincere music I can from my body mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and yeah I can't wait to play I think I have another show in like the end of November and I'll be playing with a band so keep your eye out for that one too amazing I love that though I love that it's gonna just be you and um, one other guitar player I think that's that's a super cool thing and it will be a very intimate show too which is amazing because I feel mm-hmm. like your songs um, you know even if it is with a large band do still give off that vibe of just it's a very personal experience um, again mainly through like the types of things that you write about so I think it'll be really cool and um, it, it'll be a definitely an exciting show for everyone um, and yeah will you be playing um, most of the songs off the EP or just a couple or um, yeah like what types of songs are you planning on playing i think we'll play uh like most things from from the new ep that's going to be out soon but i think i might also sneak in a couple old older songs maybe and a couple brand brand new songs that i maybe don't even have recorded i always like to play random things when i when i play i can't stick to like the same couple songs i always have to like dive back or pull something from like the the most current three songs I have or something and and sort of workshop them and wiggle it around and have fun with it. Yeah, I feel like that's that's the best type of show for sure to kind of, um, like not only for yourself, like it'll be fun and entertaining for you, but also for the audience to kind of hear how your sound has evolved and changed over time or um, yeah, just kind of what to expect from your new stuff as well, which is which is super fun. Um, yeah, and to kind of wrap up, I was wondering where can people go to find out more information about you and your music? They can go right to lurishmusic.com, and from there you can access uh, photos, videos, tour information, and links to all the usual social media outlets. Amazing. Yeah, super easy to find. Um, Yeah, and awesome stuff. And your music is really easy to find as well, Um, YouTube for all the music videos. Um, So yeah, awesome. And is there anything else that you wanted to add? Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Thank you. You were an amazing person to interview. You had so many great answers and um, I'm a huge fan of your music. So yeah, keep up the great work and I can't wait for everyone to hear the EP. Thank you so much. I can't wait either. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time and I hope you have a great day. You too. Have a great day, Nicole. Awesome. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Don't miss your chance to watch LaRiche perform live at the Cameron House on October 20th. To find out more about LaRiche, visit his website, larichemusic.com, and connect with him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, be sure to check out his new music on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music, and YouTube. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Nicole DiDonato. This was Arts and Culture on the Morning Mixtape.